Hello and welcome to my podcast, Mind Your Mindset, with me, Sam Hafford, a podcast about creating a mindset for ourselves which allows us to live the life we want to live and be the person we want to be. So I thought I'd do an episode on something that is a big part of many people's lives, but definitely forms a big part of my life. One of my greatest strengths and because of that, also one of my greatest weaknesses, and that is often the case. The thing that makes us who we are, used positively, is a great asset, used negatively will be the thing that holds us back more than anything else. And that thing that I want to talk about today is overthinking. And as always, I think it's best to define what I mean by overthinking. And I think the best way of defining overthinking is it's the art of creating problems that never existed in the first place. You know, where we, we've all been there, where we take a problem or worry and devote so much brain power to the different possible scenarios and outcomes that the issue dominates our every waking thought. And pointlessly, I might add, as often there's nothing we can do about it, nothing we can do to influence the situation, and we just need to let it run its course. But I'll get to more about that later on. Now, as I said, I'm a textbook overthinker. For anyone who's familiar with the Enneagram personality models, it should come as no surprise, therefore, that I am a six, you know, prone to overthinking more than your average person. What it means, in essence, though, is I'm a great problem solver. You know, I can analyse the situation, quickly picking out key details, those small bits of information that maybe other people might miss, and I can come to a solution. And, you know, it also makes me a great planner. I can come up with a variety of options very quickly, depending on how a situation may play out or may not play out. And it also tends to make me, I think, quite an empathetic person, quite a good judge of character. You know, I'm very hyper aware of those small details, the the way someone speaks, their tone, their body language they use, their actual words that they use as well. And, you know, don't worry, I'm not here just to fluff up my own ego, because like I said, any strength, it has its shadow side, its alter ego that used negatively can give a real knockback to that positive mindset that we're all trying to hopefully build. And, you know, that same trait that makes me a great planner, problem solver, judge of character does also lead to massive amounts of overthinking. And when you think about it, you can kind of see why, you know, I've faced situations in my own life that are causing me some amount of stressed anxiety. So I do what I normally do. I think through the situation and think, right, if it goes like this, I'll do this. Oh, but, you know, what if this happens, then I'll do this. But if that happens, then this person might think this. So I'll have to make sure I'll say this. But then they might react like this, in which case I'll have to do that. You can very quickly see how that way of thinking becomes a real tangled mess. You know, which path is the right one to take? I've invented so many hypothetical scenarios, it's impossible to know which path to take. Overthinking has led to that, to a bit of a, like a paralysis by analysis. I've thought through a situation to such an extent that it becomes far easier to just do nothing to help the situation. It's just easier to not move forward, just stay frozen where I am because I've created so many potential scenarios, I don't know which way I should head. And I, I once tried to explain to a friend what it's like to be an overthinker. As I think it can, although we all experience it at some point, I think it can actually be quite hard to understand for maybe people who don't experience overthinking quite to this extent. So I gave him an example of, like just meant to be a general example, but genuinely something that also I've I've gone through as a thought process. So I said, imagine going to a street food market and you're trying to decide what to get. You know, the first thing you see, you think you'll love, looks delicious, but you know, you carry on looking just in case. At the fifth stall, you see something that also looks great, but so does the ninth stall. Tenth stall looks awesome, but you know, there's a massive queue. So you circle back to the first stall, but you notice then that no one's really there. So if no one's there, 
can the food there really be that good? You then th think that maybe the second stool looks better this time around. What if some of the others do too? They maybe also deserve a second look. You know, you've had similar food from stool six before. And you didn't really like it, but here it looks good. 20, 30 minutes later, you've still not got any food and you are now so hungry, you just grab something from the nearest stool. You kind of like it, but now you're wondering, well, what if there was something that was better? I could have maybe looked a bit more and I would have preferred something else rather than what I've now been left with. Now apply that level of thinking to five decisions you had to make that day. And my friend just looked at me and said, that sounds exhausting. And it is, that is what overthinking is. It is pretty gosh darn exhausting. Now, granted that's an extreme example, but anyone who finds themselves prone to overthinking will no doubt resonate with this. And a lot of the time, I think we do it sub subconsciously, you know, we process a potential situation, what we should do, but that situation doesn't happen and we move on. It's what makes us such good planners and problem solvers. Chances are we've thought about a scenario when it occurs, we're ready. And so we're great at helping those close to us when they need us, when they face their own problems. And I think problem solvers are truly some of the most loyal, loving people that I've ever met. And even if maybe on the surface, they can seem like quite pessimist. I think it's perhaps just their way of reacting to the danger that is in the world around us. But it is a bit like an overheating computer. I think if you think of it like when you've got a document that we're working on, but without realizing you've left a video playing on another tab, a computer game has been left on in the background, as well as music that you're downloading at the same time. You're trying to focus on that document, on that report, but in the background, the battery is draining, the computer's getting slower and slower and slower, whirring, whirring, it overheats, and guess what's going to happen? It will reach a point where it just shuts down as the strain just becomes too much. And our brain works in kind of the same way. It can only take so much before it decides it's had enough. And I think it's such a shame when that happens, a situational problem that was, you know, maybe giving us some small issues and some, you know, a small amount of anxiety has been blown up and thought about and analysed to such an extent that it stops us enjoying the other things we have in our life that are going well. And it really is that idea that we're our own worst enemy. You know, so what, so what do we do about all this overthinking? How do we stop it? Can we ever stop it? Ultimately, as I saw it very well put recently, thinking is good, but overthinking gets you nowhere. Now, for some people, not overthinking is easy. They think of a solution to a problem and they go with it for better or worse. And to all the overthinkers out there, that's basically the secret. It's, it, it's that. You can arm and arm and come up with a hundred possible scenarios about the right path to take, but ultimately, no one knows the future. We can balance up the probabilities, second guess what people around us might be thinking or doing. But as humans, we're inherently unpredictable, prone to do something that's illogical, but just feels right. And that's because there is no right path. There are just different paths to take. It's far better to choose the path that feels right in the moment and go for it. And I know that's easy to say. And you might think and with, with hindsight, there may have been a better option. But my sort of response to that it would, be, it would be, well, what can you do about it now? We can't go back. So far better to take the experience and move forward with greater knowledge than you had before. You haven't wasted time if you've learned something. You know, doing nothing at all is when time has been wasted. I think one of the best things I was ever told about how to build a positive mindset is that guilt is thinking about what has already happened. Worry is thinking about what will happen. However, you can't change the past, nor can you predict the future. So focus on the present and what you can do in that moment to lead that more sort of happy, fulfilling life that we're after. And I understand it's difficult when we're in a situation where the stakes just seem so high and picking the wrong option seems to mean the end of the world. 
but it just it just never is. It can be difficult and you can regret it for a time. But as I said before, we learn most from when things are tough and learning more about ourselves is only ever a good thing. So I'll leave you there with a quote, which is in fact an old English proverb that I heard today that really resonated with me. Worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Thanks for listening to the Mind Your Mindset podcast with me, Sam Hafford, and see you in the next episode.